0: hi this is ben from 561 music podcast right now we're trying to get a thousand subscribers on youtube it just helps us get out there more it also enables us to monetize the podcast to make it better do more advertising for it and things like that subscribe to the podcast and hit the notifications button that'd be doing us a really big favor thank you very much Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben. And I'm back. And I'm Hector. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you are. And it's so nice to have you back.
1: Man, I feel like I've been sick for like a year but I feel it, like you've been sick for a year so it's, it's these, been a month and I'm still technically a little bit but
0: it just has it changed my entire life for for about a year and a half there I was speaking to you about 40,000 times a day and then <laughs> all of a sudden you disappeared off the face yeah, of the earth
1: Yeah I tend to do that when I'm sick I'm a big baby man I just, <laughs> I just go to sleep get under the covers and that's it that's all you see you don't see me anymore <laughs> yeah, I'm gone
0: no, I mean I can relate. that. was spring out for, the, old for two. the
1: gigs and then that's it. I think everyone's
0: <laughs> been having had a bit of a rough time the last couple. I guess because we were all we were all uh, kind of hermetically sealed over the last two years, and now everyone's getting back together. We're all making each other ill again. Well,
1: I think it was a combination of that and then the three days of winter that we had this year. So you know, yeah. it's, it's I just don't do well in cold weather, man.
0: Talking L- about winter as well. We so James brought a. Uh, an actual electric heater to our gig on Saturday. right, and it was actually
1: really funny because it was an electric heater, but it looked like a fireplace with the flames and everything, like the electric digital flames, you know, floating and stuff. So yeah. from a distance, it looked like he had brought like his fireplace with him. You know? Yeah,
0: <laughs> it was so awesome, yeah. and that was the coldest gig ever. Like, I mean, I know that we shouldn't complain about weather when we live in Florida, but it was pretty chilly. It was very chilly, and the funny thing was, I made fun of James um, when I picked him up, to take him to the gig.
1: Um, I made fun of him for putting that heater in the car. I was like, come on, man. Are you really bringing a heater? And then about end of the second set, I was like standing over by the heater trying to warm up my hands. I'm like, yeah. this really sucks. I wish I would have brought a heater.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, well, I mean, there's a certain point of cold where you can't feel your fingers, which is a big problem if you use them to play music.
1: It's a huge problem if you're slapping a stand-up bass because you don't know how hard you're slapping. So I can promise you that the next morning I woke up and my hand was swollen like a baseball glove. Oh, I And bet. it did not feel good. Oh, no. <laughs> I must have been beating the hell out of that bass. and just didn't realize. Like, all oh, my fingers were, like, a little bit swollen and they all just sore. And Oh, man. Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> well,
0: I have to say it's very nice to have you back. Um, oh, man, good to be back. As much as, like... As much as I can sort of tenuously <coughs> hold the line here when you're not here, it just isn't the same. So I appreciate you.
1: it, man. It's good to be back. It's good to be back.
0: Yeah, man. So we have uh, the Buck Stops here. We have um, Andy and Matt and Brian from the Buck Stops here. How's it going, guys? What's hey. going on? Thanks for having man. us. Yeah, Five, thanks. six, one. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for coming. I really appreciate it. Um, you guys are awesome and uh been really enjoying listening to your music. And I think... Uh, it's going to be really fun just getting to know you and finding a little bit more about, you know, your motivations behind why you do what you do. Sure.
2: How, when, did, uh, when did the band uh, get together originally? Well, I think once we got Brian in the mix, you know, Matt and I were hanging out and playing music for seven years before. Uh, we li- were living in Atlanta at that time and moved back down to South Florida and then met up with Brian around July 2021, I think. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then we had our first gig in uh, about September, October then, that month, right. that, that year. And then it's game on. Excellent. So that's been about two and a half years, about like one and a half years.
0: So you brought up Atlanta. Um, I, I'm curious to know a little bit about um, where you were born and brought up and what the musical environment was like when you were when you were growing up. Like, where, where, where are you from originally?
2: I'm from Long Island, New York, actually, originally. So and my wife. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so is Ricky, by the way. Yeah. yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> Um, and then I went to college up in Rhode Island uh, at Providence College. And then after that, I moved down here. So that was 2010. And right. I was down here until about 2015. And then I moved up to Atlanta for three years, moved back down here. Um, Atlanta was cool, but I just, I'm a South Florida guy, really. Yeah, uh, yeah I get it. Man. Foremost.
0: Yeah, I think if you, if there's a certain type of person that just, does well down here I, I i like to think i'm one of those, those types of people yeah.
2: i like it down here what do you
1: think of the uh the music scene in atlanta versus florida the music scene in atlanta is
2: amazing it's crazy isn't it, it? it's you can actually as a a band a, a band that kind of has just get going you can be in some really good venues <coughs> yeah. big yeah. venues venues that have been there for a long time um you can if you're in like i was actually playing drums at the time in a reggae rock band up there and all of a sudden, we're able to open for all these, you know, bands in these good venues. Yeah, yeah. So that's the one thing. Good venues yeah. that uh, the the people go to that venue to see music. Yeah, down so, here it's a little more spread out. I say you know? some
3: really great musicians too around there. Yeah, yeah it I makes believe good it. connections. Yeah, Yep.
2: that's awesome.
0: Yep. So when you were uh, Andy, when you were young, what was the um did when did you start playing music? How did that all happen?
2: Yeah, um, so. I've always been drums are my first instrument so I started picking them up when I was like 5 or 6 um and it just went through the whole jazz school oh, right. um thing and then I went in college I played jazz drums um and I double majored in drum So uh, you did performance. jazz at college? Yes. Oh wow, yeah, brilliant. Was, okay. Yeah. And then um always was playing guitar alongside just to switch it up and then um was always pl- loving drums but I just I liked writing music, and so I feel like I can better, I really just, at the end of the day, you can do two things, guitar and sing, you know, so I just was better expressing myself that way. No, I get that.
0: Were your parents supportive when you were growing up, music-wise?
2: They were. They were. um, (coughs) I had my drum set up in the attic that was unfinished. It was, you know, 28 degrees. I had my, you know, parka on and my freaking my scarf and everything (laughs) uh and the neighbors were getting a good concert whether they wanted to or not Uh, I know all about that some calls some knocks on the door um they loved it you know they were really supportive i could not say anything better oh that's Um, fantastic that's really great they also always pushed me towards like a career career too uh as other you know as good parents do yeah um i could see that yeah so i did go and get a math degree so i got that and then um but i'm i love music and that's yeah my
1: my son's a drummer and and uh um came came here as a matter of fact had been coming here since he was like 10 he's 19 now um and he uh he uh you know got out of high school no plans to go to college wanted to be a drummer and i was like Mm -hmm. i mean you know you can make a career out of it of course i'm like but you you really should have a backup plan right. yeah, <laughs> yeah. just in case and then, then
0: there's that whole debate of uh, which I think wasn't it him who said it where yeah he came back to me
1: and said dad if I have a backup plan I've already admitted failure Yeah, and, <laughs> wow. and I'm like and I'm like you know I, I hate you and that was very wise for a young kid to say yeah.
2: <laughs> you love and hate them at that yeah. moment oh yeah. man
1: I loved him for being so wise but I, I like I hated that he had something intelligent to
0: say yeah it's just bam just, got yeah, it just, just got slipped me. it right in there yeah so um yeah matt what was your sort of musical upbringing like
3: yeah i started out playing piano actually as a kid you know about five or six years old took piano lessons and then um as i got into like middle school and high school started playing trombone and um and then as i got older in high school i was playing you know trombone and marching band and all that stuff and i was riding in the car with my dad and he said uh you need to learn guitar And I was like, well, yeah, I'd like to learn guitar. He's like, no, you have to learn guitar. You're not going to pick up any girls playing trombone. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, like, "You're you're right. So... Uh, that kind of inspired me to pick up guitar um, and then, you know, just kind of from there been playing in different bands and stuff, um, high school.
2: Chicks on, flooded in, right? right? All over the
3: place. Yeah. <laughs> and then I switched out. the bass and chicks flooded in. And then I switched the bass and now it's like, what the... So, uh, but yeah, it's, um, you know, I play multiple instruments. It's been, uh, you know, I play harmonica, play you know, obviously bass guitar, piano, um ukulele nice, a little, nice. Bit, a little bit of everything so yeah
0: man that's me too a jack of all trades kind of approach yeah 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 just I'd you'll for be everything. ordering a hurdy-gurdy i know yeah <laughs> that looks interesting Yeah. yeah. yeah so I, I just in case anyone who's listening to this um doesn't already know because i've been going on about it at infinitum to anyone who listen i just got a hurdy-gurdy it's very exciting <laughs> and uh i'm learning how to play it and i have this amazing teacher called steve tyler who's um Who's not the Stephen Tyler, but he is the She's Steve kind of Tyler. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, he's, he's he's a really really great teacher, and um, I'm yeah, I'm just so stoked about the whole thing. But anyway, I digress. So, um, yeah, what kind of music were your parents listening to when you were growing up? When I
3: was growing up, um, a lot of like classic rock and stuff. Um, You know, I remember just riding around with my dad in the car and he would be, you know, listening to like, you know, Skinner and Zeppelin and Stones and that kind of stuff. And so that kind of just got me really into rock music and and things like that. And, you know, over time, you know, my taste has kind of evolved into, you know, a lot of different things, but that was really kind of like the basis of everything. And I always kind of go back to that. I've always been a big rock fan. So,
0: yeah, I think that just the generation that, that we are, are, you know, all the parents were baby boomers and and listen, listen to rock music. So it's just what we were all fed, you know? Yeah. Except I mine, man.
1: Mine didn't listen to any of that stuff. Okay. That's right. Yeah. My mom listened to like mostly Spanish music and my dad listened. Whenever you got in the car with my dad, it was always like a, a Spanish news radio station. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was just like, I don't know how to describe it. It was like that, the, the AM news radio, but in Spanish. <laughs> right, so, okay. like, yeah. So that was it. that was, I,
0: yeah, no, it was, well, There was, it was no, good there was no, in no Spanish.
1: Yeah, there was no rock music in our house.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. So minus Hector. Minus me. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. Everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> um, that definitely solidified my love for music was all those listening to my mom's records and having to talk about all the different, uh, yeah. you know, it was a big deal for me for sure.
4: Um, yeah. Brian, um, how did you wind up playing music? Uh, I was talking to Hector earlier, uh, before we started, um, uh public school a music program really i'm a product of that and uh They're great the programs are we really are. St- they were really st- what's that we all are yeah, yeah they were yeah. really st- the programs were really strong when i came up through grade school uh, with teachers and you could sign up for after school i got free lessons i learned to read uh, music drum music um so i actually started in grade school and just progressed through and you know the the elementary school concert bands were fun and probably sounded horrible but we, we always thought they, we were great and uh Junior high school, then started marching band and stage band and concert band, and then I had some uh, a running chorus because I thought it'd be a cool place to meet girls. It didn't work out in right. the, the chorus uh, class. Um, yeah, it was cool. We got to do a lot of everything. So marching yeah. band, stage band, and we had a uh, like a nationally ranked high school band. So we had to travel a bunch. We had a, a competition concert band and stuff. So it was really cool. Nice, oh, nice. It's really fun. Yeah, yeah, on
0: the drums too, which I always feel like. I always feel like in the concert band, it's like the coolest one, the coolest thing, because you can pretty much play. You can play like cool beats, you know. You're not you're not like stuck quite as rigidly to the whatever the stupid song you got to play. Is, you right. know? I, uh, <laughs> I, I was
4: like the uh, I was like the self-proclaimed. Uh, I always like the phrase incidental percussion, because like they always had the guys were ahead of you in years, always you know the lead snare and second snare and tenor and bass drum. So I'm the guy that would like find the bend of all the cool percussion stuff and just. Oh, cool. Find a way to sneak it in without getting yelled at, you know, try to be with the tasty <laughs> accents of stuff. and, and That's that, where you got it from. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, it kind of um, having to do that in high school with the bands, uh, I did a lot of hand percussion, but I, you know, didn't realize that it really was a foundation for me. And when you know, recently in the past uh, seven, eight years, when I got back into drumming, yeah, that I just really... I do a lot of hand percussion too, congas and djembe and nice. stuff. So I, that's really, I would say that's what I've done more.
0: So have you um, have you been playing in bands uh, for a long time or is this you've come back to it? That's
4: a good question. So I, I came up to school. I graduated high school. I did some college in Pittsburgh and I moved to Florida because I got married young and right. I had a 25-year hiatus of zero music. Right. 25 years and then... A uh, friend of a friend called me one day and said, "Hey, um, you play drums, right?" I'm like, "Yeah." And he goes, "I've got a buddy that's moving out of a storage unit and he's got a drum set. Uh, he doesn't want to throw it away. Are you interested?" Oh, cool. I'm like, "Yeah," like a rescue puppy, you know. Like the Gorners, I go, I'll go look at it, and up being a, a 75 Slingerland complete five piece, wow, the whole deal, um, five piece, uh, the Buddy Rich chrome over, um, I'm sorry, chrome over brass uh, snare yeah. cymbals. They get the Simple stands with the old chair slider bottoms. it was cool, and yeah, I, I that took it all cool. apart and put it back together and busted out some uh, speakers and tried to you know dust off the cobwebs and stuff and that was probably probably eight years ago
0: nice yeah that's really that, that is a lovely story yeah. because um i don 't even know how common that is you know it's a once you 've sort of chosen. Gives a path in life. Sometimes you can get stuck in there, so it's nice to nice to hear that music re-flourished in your life. It's yeah, fantastic.
4: it's exciting. Yeah, it was really cool, and I was excited about it. You know. Yeah. No. Absolutely. You, re, re, uh, re, you know, relit that flame. Yeah,
0: so that it thought. leads rather nicely into this other question um, that I ask every band that comes on here. And I, seeing as we're talking um, uh, about you picking up the drums again, do you do you do do you practice these days? Do you like sit at home and like? practice, you know, like old, like on your own type, you know, running exercises type practice?
4: Uh, I'll say not as much as I should. Right. But uh, being with these guys and Andy in particular having a a drumming background, um, Andy in particular has really pushed me and my limits. And when we first got together and and tried out, I was really nervous because I know that drums were not my primary Percussion, you know, instrument, drum set, I should say. Yeah. But again, you know, I'm glad that Andy saw, you know, potential, and he's and he's really pushed me to be a, a much better drummer. Oh, so. that's nice. yeah,
0: man. yeah. What about the rest of you guys? Um, uh, Matt, do you do you practice?
3: I do. Yeah. Um, I've uh, you know, sometimes I'll just set up. Uh, I've got a little thing called an iRig. Uh, that I'll just yeah. plug my bass sure. into, uh, like my computer or an iPad or whatever. And uh just run on you know different bass amp models and stuff and and play around on that so i'll I'll set that up and um we we're pretty good about keeping all of our songs on a Google drive, so we'll just like get you know get our uh, the bass song down you know this is how we want it to sound, and then we'll just kind of go off on our own and you know run through our parts so oh
0: nice okay yeah. that's cool um do you Outside of the like band stuff, is there anything that you 're sort of working towards bass wise or is it just kind of like in service of the band you 're mostly just doing band stuff
3: mm, that 's an
0: interesting question um, i mean i 'm always
3: kind of striving to to learn more on the bass because really it wasn 't my first you know instrument as at all like it was kind of my most recent instrument to be honest yeah. so. Um so I'm I'm always kind of listening to you know finding different YouTube channels and stuff uh you know just yeah, guys I to do. follow things to pick up and um, there's a lot of good, um, you know, kind of tutorials out there and things and just, you know, and like reggae inspirations and, th- and things like that that I listen to to kind of get, you know, nice. get different styles in. So
0: Yeah, cool. There's this guy called Burns that I'm obsessed with at the moment. He's an Austrian guy who's, uh, he's just a, a shredder par excellence and I just watch his videos and try and keep up with him. Yeah. That's my, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's my, that's my most recent
2: one. Definitely. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. What about you, Andy?
2: Uh, definitely do i definitely practice uh mode scales um i like to do the I approach it where you do like your kind of the modes of scales and kind of like the technical and then you do like a little bit of free play and then i like to kind of maybe go back and forth a little bit because then the free play like the second time around when i'm really warmed up is like where the magic seems to start happening for sure yeah Yeah, that's that's where i'm at with that um yeah and then constantly demoing stuff Almost like over demoing stuff to a point of right. where, like, I don't know which one's better. Yeah. I don't know if you guys yeah, ever yeah. had that problem, but like.
0: Oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, and, uh, I'm going through a little bit of a writing renaissance at the moment. I'm coming up with a song almost every day, and um, it's, it's cool, but I'm just worried I'm going to get tons of half finished stuff, and like, you know, maybe I need to just try and focus a little bit right now.
2: That's the problem. <laughs> the fragments are just overwhelming sometimes, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It is nice to be in a, uh, in like
0: a, Fertile period though, because um, you know, there's I hate those where you go like six months and just nothing. yeah So I'm I'm in like the opposite mode right now. It's just, like yeah, it's right. like catch
2: it all right now
0: and yeah. then like go
2: through it like in like two months. You know, or yeah, like exactly. Are you guys
1: all set up um, individually at home when you're when you're practicing that you can quickly flip a switch or something and, and lay something down if you have a good idea or is it you know a little more cumbersome? Him and, and I actually
2: live together, so okay. we have the oh, back. uh and our back room is the studio room, and Perfect. so when we're the problem is that some of the stuff leaves when you gig, and then when you come back, it's you know set it all up again. Set it all up again yeah. But I know what well, that's like. That's yeah. my whole yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's <laughs> brutal. Because yeah. yeah. like he he said, you want to do it right then and there. It's it, yeah. you hit it, and then you have to go set it all up. It's like <clears> yeah, and then so you it don't yeah. do it. I've ended, d-
0: the amount of times I've ended up getting twice the amount of gear I need just so that I've got the stuff for the. Band And then the stuff for myself, but then slowly it drifts into right. the band stuff. And then all of yeah. a sudden, yeah, it happens all the time yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I'm waging a constant <clears throat> war against keeping my studio stuff in my studio. <laughs> <laughs> as, as are we Ditto. Ditto. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. yeah, It's hilarious. What about actually. you, Brian? Do you have uh,
1: something at home? You can- yeah, I
4: finally got uh, um, a dedicated space uh, in one of the spare rooms. And I, I took the plunge and bought a uh, Roland... Electronic kit, nice, killer Electric kit. Yeah, I was. I started looking at like you know, three hundred dollar kits, and I just, I don't know. And I kept talking to other other drummer friends and I'm like, dude, just save your money for a, a better an yeah. and, and you know, entry level Roland. And I did, and I've got a, a nice space, and I put up some tapestries just to make it as zen as I could. Like oh, if you yeah. if you pull back, you know, if you pull back one of the zen curtains, there's you know, circular saws and drills, <laughs> and, you know, f- you know, hardware for the house and. Everything, you know, so I just wanted to have a little place. I got a, right, a cool lamp and uh, <laughs> yeah. multi yeah. yeah. And if I need to, you know, saw something in a second, it's right behind right. me, hey, you Exactly, know. but yeah, I try I try to make the space. And um, it's neat you guys were talking to the, the technology, you know, there's apps and stuff. And uh, we we talked a little bit about um, stuff like you can like very cleanly remove the drum or the you can take stuff so yeah. I can actually take our stuff, yeah, and run it through and take the drum part out and you know run it against a metronome and you know when i get to that and um, so it's cool the technology has been really cool yeah Yeah, yeah, the the drums are bluetooth and i can play all my stuff and i don't need a whole ton of you know studio gear Yeah. yeah yeah totally yeah that's awesome
0: um, what's that amazing app called where you can just remove... You can put any song... Moises. Moises. That's it, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it's, it's, amazing. You, it's, it's
4: It is clean. Yeah. It is clean, yeah.
0: Yeah, I've, I've got it on my phone. I mess around with it sometimes. So cool. Yeah. So um, cool. on the subject of that, uh, do you guys have a way that you write songs? Like, is, is there, a, is there a,
2: a creative process or does it just depend? I think for... The stage we're at now, it's mostly kind of my songs. Let's be honest, you know. But the like, we'll do a song and then we'll start grooving on a groove, and all of a sudden there's a new song that we all wrote. Boy. And so those, um, a lot of times when you see us, the, like the first song we play is like the groovy song that we just wrote together as a band. So we have a, a bunch of those now, and one of them morphed into a complete song. But a lot of them are in this stage where. You know, maybe give it six months and then I can structure yeah. it up fin- and finalize it all that.
0: So you feel do you, would you be, would it be fair to say that the creative process for this band is still somewhat
2: nebulous and like hasn't necessarily found a. I would say yeah, hundred percent. Because in this, it's kind of funny. Now we're back to singles, as you know, it used to be albums for a long mm-hmm. time, and now we can kind of like make our own way a little bit because you know when we had our first single. It is uh, I Feel Good. It's reggae inspired, right? Yeah but we're so much more than just that we don't really want to just do that um and so we're not doing just that here. but i
0: tell you what it's not a bad way to go i mean reggae is just exploding these days so you know if you were going to be just one thing that's not a bad one to get sure Uh uh (laughs) (laughs) we can
2: release a lot of different styles this year to kind of um i would say maybe put a point on it and maybe uh maybe in six months you'll have more of a better picture of what yeah. we actually are yeah I see the
1: shake is doing a lot a lot where they they have a lot of reggae inspired stuff or at least they did in the very beginning when I first started you know hearing them right. and talking to them and and every time they release another song it's like it's different but still feels like them right. and and you yeah know, yeah so I imagine you guys are gonna be a lot like that where you're just you find your way until you can find your sound,
0: if you will. Yeah, I yeah. think that's. Or fair. That the sound is that it changes, or, or you know. the sound
2: is that it changes. Yeah. And you know, the funniest thing is, I like <coughs> that idea better a little bit that it all changes. But it, back when we were doing albums, it never worked. And right. now sure. I wonder if it actually will work now. That's right. Doing right. singles, you know, it just keeps it fresh,
1: man. I right. think I, I just I don't know. I, I you get these bands that that have amazing music but you know every every song starts starting you know i hate i hate to i'm not dogging on on reggae by any means but like there are some bands where you listen to their album and like by about the third song you're like have i gotten to the third song or am i still listening to the first song like yeah, the lyrics yeah. are different but it's the same beat and the same you know so yeah i can see where like if you stick with one genre you know it could get mundane
0: so my uh band when i was in england was called sonic boom six and off um first album was called the rough guide to genre terrorism <laughs> and it was just every song was totally different <laughs> to the next terrorism. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. um yeah that the, the whole kind of it's point of that terrorism. band was with the uh the whole point of it was that we were just kind of exploring different stuff and good fun good times yeah. so Andy, when you're when you're writing stuff are you um are you writing
1: like the whole song as as a whole or are you coming up with say like you know uh the rough the rough outline of the song the uh, the, the guitar the the lyrics etc and then sending it to the guys and letting them do some stuff or are you or are you doing that but guiding them and saying i'd like to hear this for the bass and i'd like to hear this for the drums or are you letting them put in you know, a little bit of
2: their flavor or how's that all work when you guys are writing i think the crux of the idea would probably come from me and then i would probably guide and i probably do guide you guys on the what maybe i yeah. hear in my head i'd say and then i would say 50 percent of the time what i hear in my head when put out into the world is complete dog shit right, <laughs> so yeah, then yeah. so then i say why don't you do what you got yeah. to do on the something you gotta polish, that, <laughs> polish <laughs>
3: that dog shit sorry. and, and
2: <laughs> that's something because i've been kind of doing my own thing for a long time where i would multi-track and it just gets so boring like it's me on the drums me on the guitar me sure. on the bass and then it just becomes hollow and then I lose interest in the song and I move on. Yeah. So the, now that I have actually these dedicated like friends to help actually put their spin, it just it makes the song more than a sum of its parts. Yeah.
0: I couldn't agree more with that, and I think that it's just really important when you play with in a band with people to embrace the fact that you are a band, you right. know, and it's multiple voices, and it makes the music more interesting without a shadow of a doubt. 100%. You know? Like okay. it's so easy to. Uh, go the other route and kind of just completely control it, but you find yourself ironing out this stuff that's interesting about it. Yeah, sure. um, Sure. And I think that with... So with this last album that we did, um, a lot of the song... I'd say about a third of the songs were virtually already written, but then just through playing them in the band and playing them live a bunch of times, they're really a lot different than they were when we when, when the guys you know, yeah. first started to play them. And I'm glad that we sort of waited to record all that stuff because by the time... I mean, you're still developing them now when you play, you know. There's,
1: there's stuff that when we did the album release party... I played different at the album release party than I did on the album, just because after we recorded and after we mastered and everything, I was like, Oh, you know what would be cool is if we <laughs> did this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. damn it. I wish I was out <laughs> on the album. Yeah. so much. that happened so much.
2: Yeah. Man. Yeah. Totally. That's the whole thing. It's like the really, it's something I had to get in my head is that the recording doesn't matter as much as you really think it does as an artist. I yeah. would say it's really just the, especially now I'd say it's even like, it's, it's content. It's a piece yeah. of content. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's less of like you got to get the thing hundred percent perfect and, and this and that. And that's something I had to take away from my perspective over the last two years.
5: Right, well, that yeah.
1: that brings up that brings up a good point or, or a good topic, and that's you know, content, social media. Um, who's doing that for you guys? Are you doing it all yourselves? Do you have people doing it? Now we're doing it all ourselves all right ourselves. And how do you? And how do you feel about it? Like how do you, you navigate it? Do, do you like it split it so? up? Like who, who does it the or most? Or do you absolutely despise it?
5: So <laughs>
2: so Brian is really good at um, photos, and uh, he does the, the flyers, graphics. the bills, right. the graphics. He's really good at pulling the. It's a bass player thing. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then um, I do kind of the social media kind of campaign, and then. Matt is really good with the with the computer, so he just does all of our kind of uh, back end stuff. I'd say yeah. Yeah. Uh, so website, website and, and that yeah. That, 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 that,
4: that. Right. yeah, it's group effort so far. Yeah. Oh,
2: that's excellent. That works really well. It's it's getting to a point. I'd say that because I took a little bit of like two weeks off around the holidays, let's say, and then to get back into it, it was actually very difficult. I'm not going to lie. Um,
4: that momentum is, is momentum is, is. Are you
1: guys are you guys consistently creating content, or is it like? When, three C's. When, yeah, when you can <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: I'm consistently creating content now I create I actually <laughs> do it before C's. work uh, now I have to and yeah. that's the only way I'm like I'm like a different person before like 8am for some reason I'm like firing and so I just oh, cool. kind of get it go that stuff and then uh, but I'd like to be like three you know months ahead and I'm like two yeah. weeks ahead let's say that
0: so, yeah we, we have a uh, a lady, Danielle, who 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 does our social media and yeah. she does a great job. She just keeps it it, there's always something there every day, and I've been talking a lot about her for some reason the last couple of weeks. Maybe it's just because I appreciate. Her well, so we keep much,
1: we keep recommending her to everybody, but, yeah. but we got to stop because yeah. <laughs> she's ours. Taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> no, take note no for real. Big big props to Danielle, man. She yeah. comes out. She comes out to you know a good fair amount of our shows. You know if they're if if they're within a reasonable driving distance for her, she'll she'll try to come out um, and take a bunch of pictures and stuff for us, and then she edits those pictures and and photoshops. You know, Know, or whatever, you know, she photoshops my gut out of it and so
5: uh-huh.
1: dyes my beard for me a little bit. Oh, um, yeah, so, um, but yeah, I mean, she she she, she takes these photos, and I, you know, even just today, there was a photo that I shared today um, for one of our events this weekend, and it was a, it was a picture of me in black and white playing the upright bass, and um, I had. Not one, but two of my I'm, I'm an artist also, and I have a lot of photographer friends because of it and so I had I had one not one but two um professional photographers from around the country that are like friends of mine that commented on there, they're like, "Oh, that's a great photograph, and I was like, man, damn Danielle, you killed it, you know yeah yeah, yeah. Cool. so big props to danielle, but yeah. yeah she she comes out we're we're blessed, man she comes out, she takes pictures she posts them she uses she creates the events for us on facebook she manages our facebook our instagram occasionally um uh twitter but we don't do that very often um
0: yeah uh, i don't know what would do without her at this point
1: yeah she she creates um i gave her uh um uh newsletter tools and stuff that i was doing that i was trying to create but i couldn't keep up with it and so now the beginning of the month the first of the month i think it's the first monday of the month she sends out a newsletter. And it's this whole Kill newsletter. It's got some five six one music stuff on it, and it's got our whole calendar for the month on it. Cool. Um, yeah, and then you know it's it's been it's been a blessing.
0: I, yeah, I think if you can see it from that outside perspective too, even though it is quite a lot of work, it's not like it, it doesn't. It's not just adding to the mountain of other stuff that you have to do as a band, you know. Because like there is a, a lot of other stuff that we have to do. Band-wise. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. And I think that you know it just it can get a little bit. Um, overwhelming at times, so just being able to delegate some of it. Is just but been I think wonderful. in the
1: world, in the, in the world of multimedia today, and the world of of online and social media and everything else, content is king. Like yeah. you, like you said, yeah, you cool. know, there used to be a time where you really slaved over and killed yourself, and we and we did it. We did it for this album. I mean, it's just it, it was a fact of life. We just we did it. Ben mixed the album, and, and God bless him, he spent like you know hours and days and weeks and months and whatever mixing this thing. Um, and so you know we're guilty of it, but. There is that. We have come to that point in time now where it, it doesn't have to be great, it just has to be good. You know, good enough, good enough. And I mean, honestly. <clears throat> How many times have you listened to an album, like you know, years ago, especially before all the social media and everything, you'd listen to an album and then you'd go see this band, you were all fired up, and you go see this band, and you're like, damn, they suck live. Wouldn't it be way better to listen to the music and think <laughs> um, like, yeah. yeah, these guys are pretty good. I'm gonna go see them, and then when you see them live, you're like, holy shit, they're on fire. They're <laughs> way they're way better live. So, yeah, it's, it should be li- it should be about the live show. So yeah, you're absolutely right. The songs, it's it's less about the finished product and more about creating content. And and that goes
2: against everything in my bone, you know, bones sure 1,000% 1,000% so, you know, yeah. so like some songs were playing now I wrote a decade ago for real and yeah. like a couple of them and they just because of this you know I would say a decade ago was a weird time in music you know like it was like you didn't know it was like the CDs were so dying and like then Mumford and Sons
0: yeah true that's about when that started yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But I don't know where I was going with that. But yeah,
0: (laughs) (laughs) it was a weird time. It was like the end of that almost. It was the end of that kind of folk thing, and then it was like there was just this weird what's happening period of time in the teens. There, yeah, yeah, it was a weird time.
2: I I used to be able to sell my like demo disc that used to be like a stream of income. You know, I used to get like a hundred or or at least eighty, let's say a couple of CDs. You know, sold um, back then, and then now I don't even do them but now you're saying that you do one or two so I guess I yeah
0: so you know what like um, I, kn- I know exactly what you're talking about one of the things I did for um, money when I lived in Manchester in England was I used to busk nice. and all of the money like, like I did it for a couple of years um, and it was really my main source of income at one point and we would just stack up um, CDs that we would burn and and you know 10 bucks a pop right. and and, and, <laughs> and that's just printing money honestly right. you know and, and like you can't even you can't do that anymore no, which is just no, a tragedy no. because that was easy money it was yeah <laughs> <It> was just,
2: <laughs> now that you say it like that you know we just had a nice window there to yeah 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 i think people
1: buy them now like you, you get an occasional person that buys it because you know i i mean for lack of a better description they're just they're older and that's what they listen to is still cds yeah um and maybe you get an occasional person that buys it just to be supportive of the band, just to be supportive of the local scene. most people, most that's people, the reason why they yeah. buy it. Yeah. Yeah. And some people, it just makes nice coasters. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I try to sell them in a set of six. They, they don't always go for it. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. You added, added a tag to the joke. Right? I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're coasters. You should sell them in a set of six. It's right? yeah, yeah. hilarious. <laughs> wow.
0: So um, how have you found the local Florida Music scene in terms of, um, have you found it supportive and like what's it been like? Um, when you've been playing out,
2: it's absolutely unbelievably supportive, yeah, yeah. Man. And except Ricky, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, Ricky no. throws things at you at your shows, Rick, doesn't he? Ricky really is the guy, um, <laughs> no, yeah, man. You guys I, are I, on the
1: show because of Ricky, he reached out to me, did and, he? And, yeah, oh, he reached man, out right. to me and said you guys had to be on the show, they,
2: so yo, you're the man. I don't want to, you know, uh, ride, you know, ride you too hard, so uh, you're the man, <laughs> but um. South Florida scene is really amazing. I can't believe actually the first time around I kind of missed it. I'm going to be honest. I was here for like three and a half years and mm-hmm. then I moved down to Miami. So I was in that scene in Miami for like two years. But the Palm Beach scene is is amazing. And, yeah, um, I agree. and I'm super pumped that we actually just um, really broke into it a little bit. And, and yeah. so that's I'm, – I'm happy. Aren't you guys well, happy? Oh Yeah. yeah it was sure. uh, yeah.
4: it was neat how uh, how, we, how we made that connection so Brian
2: uh, actually he did it. He did the he, Brian does all of our legwork, and he he really will plant a seed, in six months later, I'm the nine talker. months later.
4: So, so I follow. I use social media. I follow a lot of bands that I I really like, and I also use it to see bands that are passing through venues. And a lot of the bands now are doing live feeds, and I'll, I'll give them all a listen and check them all out, and, and if they catch my interest, I'll say to these guys. Hey, listen, we got to go check out this band over here, or I'll send him yeah. a link, you know, just, I, I, I just love music. Yeah. So, um, it was online. I guess I, I was, I started following uh, the shake cause yeah. I, I saw some of the videos and I thought they were really cool. And then I saw they did a podcast. Yeah. So I started following their podcast and then I earned like a, a top fan badge or something yeah, you know, on social oh, wow. media, whatever. Yeah. But, um, but I would, we call that uh, stalker badges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <true>. <laughs> it It, 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 was, it worked. Yeah, man. but just because I just because I, I I I like I, I look at stuff I like to comment be supportive of the stuff that bands yeah. um, do, and so I just I would say oh great podcast just comments. So I saw that they were playing up at uh, Matthews Brewing, mm-hmm. yep. um, um, opening for uh, Spread the Dub, which I also love those guys. Yeah, and um, they just got off the stage and Spread was going up, and I was I was up there with my girl. I go hey listen I gotta go say hi to these guys. And I've walked up to the band and Ricky goes to me, he goes, you're Brian Dawes, aren't you? Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm like, yeah. He goes, he goes, don't go anywhere. I need to talk to you. I'm like, and then he like, said security. Yeah, <laughs> 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 he didn't tell me about that part, but he was, he's he a was a thoughtful man. He's yeah. very,
0: very on it. Like, he, he, yeah, just, he, but he, he got, was so he cool
4: yeah. and just so supportive. And he's like, you know, thanks so much for, you know, acknowledge like everything I did with, you know, following the band. And we just got to chatting and, um, I said, listen, um, you know, the bucks up share. I said, we would love to open for you guys sometime. And he said, Can you guys do a set of original stuff? And I go, Yeah, of course we could. And you know, we I might have been a little ahead of the curve with it, but um and he goes, Listen, we're hitting the road when I get back, let's connect and in, you know in and in away we went. You yeah, know, he yeah, got nice. back and got these guys on board and he's just he a he a righteous dude, man. He's just his his passion for music is pure. Oh my 100%. god. Well, that, yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the that's thing. Right.
1: Like the Florida scene is is unbelievably supportive right unbelievable like I, i've yet to meet you know i mean you, you get in a rare occasion you know you get an asshole but for the most part like 99.9 percent of the musicians around here are super supportive of other musicians mm-hmm. that being said ricky's like the poster child for that he, oh, yeah. he is so there's supportive this, is, there's this innocence
0: to, about him which is just it's not naivety <clears throat> it's just like it's just like Purity. Does that yeah. make sense? Mm-hmm. Oh no, yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. 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 It, it, yeah. It, it, it's just. It's just. Yeah, yeah. It's purity. And he, and he. He. He
1: literally wants to. He wants to rise to the top, and he wants to bring everybody with him. That's right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know. I right. mean. Absolutely. It makes you feel that way. Sure. Yeah. 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 But Andy, you were saying earlier um, that you felt like the first time you were here, you didn't really connect with the scene, and then you did the, the next time. You feel like maybe you missed that, but um, totally. To be honest with you, like I, I mean, I was born and raised here. I've been here my entire life. To be honest with you, there was a lull in the scene probably about that time that you were here. Really? So, yeah, when I, when I was younger, there was all these places on Clematis, and it was really hopping, and there was Rays Downtown Blues, and there was Spankies, and all these clubs that you could go to for a couple of bucks, and, you know, and you'd go see these live bands and punk bands and all sorts of awesome bands, um, local bands that had you know fairly good name bands that would come through there, and then the local bands would open for them and stuff, and that went on for years. Um, eventually, Rays went away. Spanky's got bought out or something. The buildings—I don't even think there anymore. Um, and uh, and so there was a space and time there, which is probably about the time frame that you're talking about. You know, 10, yeah. 10 years ago, fifteen yeah. years ago, somewhere in that ballpark, there was a, a space there where um, you know I was I was doing cover bands, and I was I was in a Nirvana tribute band of all things. But um, I, you know we were doing yes. all these different things because the original scene. If it was there, it was very very buried. There was like everyone and all those guys. Yeah, it it was there, but it was very buried. And I would say it wasn't until probably five, six, seven years ago that it really just all of a sudden it started popping back up again. Yeah. And then I don't know. For me, it probably because of the podcast and meeting all these musicians and stuff. In the last two years, I've definitely seen it. It's you know The podcast has opened up my eyes hugely to it. But
0: Yeah, it's definitely that Red car syndrome a little bit because you don't know... It, it, is it just because every week we meet a new band? It could, it could yeah, be that. Yeah. You know? It definitely feels like loads going on, but then it's just because <coughs> just we've kind of like shoved
2: ourselves into the middle of it all. Yeah. yeah. You're like in the the web right now. And yeah. And they're just kind of yeah, going through it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's been a lot of fun, honestly. I got to tell you, man. I love doing this. I hate it. <laughs> and I think the first
2: time around, I was kind of strictly doing kind of cover, cover yeah. b- gigs because it was um, the source of income, you know, like more so. Than right now, at the moment, I mean, obviously, we play and we how often do you like play? Off? How many times a week or a month? As uh, the full band, we're playing like four times a month, I'd say. And okay. then yeah. we have duo and solo gigs throughout there as well. Yeah, so, okay,
1: yeah, gotcha. Um, and uh, and we were talking a little bit about this before the show. Are those, um, are those the solo and the duo gigs are probably more like the three and four hour, right. Fill it up with covers kind of thing.
2: Well, yeah, so this is the the funny thing about our band is we started we started kind of de- doing the three-hour shows that's how we started and we're still doing those primarily and then we're actually you know working on those original shows yeah. and um you know fat cats is really great at allowing every once in a while you know to to put on an original show mm-hmm. i know we did that with ricky and uh
1: yeah ricky was telling me he's got uh he's he's got his ear to be able to do some more of those original shows because it was really successful so yeah it was oh, really that was yeah. fun
2: uh super fun that couple other bands. Uh, that was yeah. the Boca location? That was the Boca, yeah. 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 Um, Dominic Killed It. Zipper yeah, it Band Zipper Band was, yeah. was great, yeah. The um, Shake,
3: right? And, yeah. and The Shake, yeah, and of course. In and out, so
0: I, oh, I remember one. that when that was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I remember yeah. seeing yeah. all the stuff about that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was just talking to Ricky about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was but all original,
4: original week ago. 100% original music, which was cool. Yeah.
2: So, I, I see that, you know what, This is. A, it's a great time in music because it's almost going back to the source in a way. It's like, you know, I was looking at uh, bands before they were famous uh, there's like a couple of things online you can see them you know they used to rent out VFW halls and, and stuff like that you know and, yeah. and, and like you made, you made a scene like remember you know Denny's yeah. you know the yeah. Grand Slam at Denny's you ever see yeah. that if yeah. not check yeah. That. Yeah. That's hilarious um, but now it's almost like kind of what you said the original music venues are dying or they're gone or a lot a, of them are there's, there's not that many around there's like one or two left in the Miami Dade County there's, yeah, there's two. probably two th-
1: maybe three left here in this around here. And yeah, that
0: so. can't be that can't be um just what's going to happen. I mean it, it, it there's enough people who like live music where something's going to something's got to give. I think what, yeah. I think part of it is though um, I, I
1: think in part it's it's a lot to do with with venue owners, and it has a lot to do with with the money. Hundred percent, you yeah. know. 100%. If you if you have a band that's playing, you know, four hours and they're and they're playing all the covers that everybody likes to hear and all the you know anthem rock and everything else, um, you know, they're going to pack the place. The owner's going to be happy. They're going to make money at the bar, and everybody's going to be happy. Right. You know. You put in a band there, like you know, like Kill Billies or the, or the Buck Stops Here, or whatever that nobody's heard of before, or right. you know, you're gonna get ten of your friends, and then the owner's gonna go, well, that sucked, yeah. you know. So I think I think there's a fine line, you know, like what Ricky's doing, where he's putting these shows together, and then maybe all the bands can try to, you know, you have a show with several decent, you know, good bands, yeah. and that's. You know that's trying to you know fill the venue, but yeah, I, I, that, think, it I think I think smart way of doing yeah, it. Yeah, I think I think and I hate to say it's on us as musicians, but it's us on it is on us as musicians and as um, as uh, bands to, to try to change the mentality of yeah. the venue owners. It, it's
0: it, it and you, you're right there. It it, it really is up, up to our sense of integrity as to whether we we we're willing to raise our own
2: bar. Almost, mm-hmm. you that's know? right. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And not choose money. Really, right? Yeah, because yeah. you're taking a pay cut when you do these shows. Of course, and yeah, so yeah. Of course, um, you got to do it for the love, and you got to do it. You got to, you have to do the groundwork and get people there. Period. And then so that what that goes back to your social media campaign. That goes back yeah. to all of the the things that you put in a week or two or three or a month before the sh- the gig. Yeah. Um, yeah, And and when you try to do those two like two days before the show, you'll never get people there. You know, that's the yeah. that's the one yeah. problem there. You know, and, no,
0: totally, oh. and for a bit before before the uh, before the previous 561 Music Festival we were putting on these little gigs and we were I, I mean it would be nice to do some more coming up but I don't think really we have any, any weekends off, yeah, from really off for Kilbilly's but we months. might figure something it'd out it'd have to be like a Thursday gig or like so. a Sunday or something yeah, <laughs> but, yeah but like um, I do love to,
2: uh, those original <laughs> gigs Are so much fun just put it's Ricky in charge of it it'll happen yeah, um, yeah, yeah. he'll make it happen yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah. who has like a four hour original set like maybe spread the dub has a four hour original set like right? rush it? oh yeah rush okay rush, <laughs> yeah. Rush right, right, right. <laughs> full, i'll tell you that yeah. the, be- the beatles <laughs> um
1: what um so when you guys are playing when you are playing like you know three four times a month as a full band are you are you are those primarily the original 45 minute set hour set type thing no or? they'll be like the three hour. they are still yeah. the three hours and okay. what
2: we'll do we'll actually just now front load our original set yeah. We'll just do an hour and a half. Uh, we're just going to do original, and then um, they they love it. Go on break, and then we do our kind of.
1: We we started doing that, that, that where, thing, especially yeah. when the album was coming out um, to practice yeah. for the album launch, we would do we were doing three you know three sets for a three hour gig. We were doing three sets, and the middle set we would it would be the album basically. Yeah, yeah the I, album.
0: actually, I don't know whether yours is a better idea. Do it at the beginning. And so then when they start tiring of it you just play all the songs they know, that's actually maybe smart. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We started we started peppering <laughs> we
1: started spreading it out a little bit and peppering them in there, but we still play, I mean, you know, in a three hour night. Over the course of the night, we probably still do an hour, you know, an hour and hour and a half of our stuff. You know? Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, we try to stick it in there as much as possible, as much as people will let us, and they seem to dig it. So I think people appreciate. The time they that do. They do. I think I, people appreciate yeah. original music. They yeah. appreciate yeah. they appreciate hitting,
3: listening to something new. They
0: they don't yeah. know
1: that they appreciate it until they actually well, hear it. And sometimes <laughs> they
3: ask for
0: more of it too. Like we'll, yeah. we'll play an original song, and they'll be like, Yeah,
5: let's play some of those. I, I tell like, you what,
0: that's a great way of bringing the crowd around <laughs> as well. The reason being that who the hell is going to say no? If right. you say on the mic, you want to hear another one of our own songs? And then they kind of buy into the whole idea and they go, oh, okay, yeah, I guess I do.
5: Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. and, then right. and then all of
0: a sudden they're on your side. You know? But here's, yeah. but here's yeah. the
1: thing. 100%. Bringing people out to the venue to hear your original stuff, people that haven't heard of you or haven't heard your music or whatever, is, is a hard sell. Yes. Mm. Playing your original music for people that are already there because they're, they've filled up the place expecting to hear yes. you know the cover songs and they're drinking up a storm and they're having a good time. Now you're slipping in your originals. They probably like your originals. They didn't know they liked them until they heard them. You know, exactly. You know, and that's, yeah, yeah. that's, I, th- I think it's smart. I, I you know, I, I I hear the argument on both sides of people saying, well, if you want to be a working band, you play all covers. And I hear the argument of like, well, if you want to make it, you know, whatever, you have to play originals. But, I mean, we do both and we do quite well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's
2: the thing today. I'm trying to <clears throat> to be agnostic. I'm trying to not put hard lines and sands in anything, you know, like, yeah. in social media, in – these gigs because in Atlanta it's very easy to do an only original set because you you're at Smith's Soul Bar you're at the Masquerade you're at these really good venues. Eddie's Attic, there's some good, yeah. yeah. Here you're you're it's a beach bar at the moment where yeah. you know what we're playing and we're we're doing you know originals and covers. That's just how it is and then yeah. that's just how we have to do it. And yeah. We're going to do it like that. We're going to do the covers our way, obviously, and uh, we're going to do our originals the way we love doing those and. The reception has been like overwhelmingly positive on our originals Excellent. when we when we throw them in. So, mm-hmm. yeah. like more so than I thought. So I'm pretty pumped with that. It's
4: yeah, just really seamless to our style. But they, yeah. you know, when you throw, I, I've noticed when you throw an original in, you you go from being you know background music to like something like people you'll see people in are like, what's yeah, what the Ears song? perk yeah. up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what song is it's you want a wanna, of concert at that point? They're right. listening to you. Yeah, yeah. they're actively that's, listening. That's actively actively cool. Listening. Switch yeah, it up, yeah. even even on. Um, even on covers, if you if you flip them around and don't make them just the same thing that everybody's heard a hundred times, it yeah. just it it gets There's almost no
0: way for us to play songs the way they originally originally. Yeah, recorded. we have yeah. we have a banjo
1: and upright and
4: a guitar.
1: So it's be. We don't right. have a drummer. Yeah. We use feet. Yeah, that's that's amazing. So by the that's, way. Cool, so, that's very every present. cover we do is like. It's our way. Yeah, <laughs> There's yeah, no so, other yeah. way to
4: do it. As a drummer That's for you guys. I yeah. wanted to compliment Coordinate. on that uh, the drum footwork, by the way. Yeah, these very guys, impressive. These guys. The coordination between these two is That's ridiculous. Killer,
0: right? James yeah. just jumped in there and like was like, okay, I'm going to do, be doing the kick. We did have the conversation, like, who's going to do the kick, who's going to the snare? Because originally, it was Micah on the kick, me on the snare. Then, then for a bit... It, of a period in between i was just doing a lot of solo gigs with both feet drums and then and then like um and so we could have we could have switched him but but james was like nope i'm doing the kick and he just <laughs> had all this confidence and just did it and it worked it worked so well, it's think, probably, yeah. it was
1: probably in his head it was probably just an easier to like you know one yeah, three one maybe,
0: three, yeah. One, three you know. yeah that's true uh, listen um all this talk of uh, playing music why uh, why don't you guys play some songs for us We'd love to. That'd be great. That'd be fantastic. Okay. Let's do it. Excellent.
6: It's one more time I said it. us oh, 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 oh. I feel so fine. One more time I said let's it. Right. It's the city streets be my rhythm and flow I say, let's go, oh, 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 let's go, oh, oh, oh. I feel cool The town's so long, say oh, one more time I said it. Roo, oh, 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 oh. I feel it so fine. One more time I said it. Right. It's the city streets beat my rhythm and flow, I say Let's go, oh, 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 let's go oh, oh, oh. I miss the sea sunshine, rhythm, cumbia breeze I miss the people in the streets, Caribbean, YC I need to feel the rhythm, I said it's lost to me Foreign and domestic got the people we see I see that that's the bottom dollar, don't you drop it die. It's the rhythm rhyming and we're feeling so fine We in the hooch making hits one at a time, are you feeling? How we feel? Five, six, one. I feel
5: cool.
6: Been down so long, say. One more time, I said, let's roll. I feel that's so fine. One more time, I said, let's ride. It's the city streets, be my rhythm and blow. I say, let's go, oh, 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 let's go, oh, oh, oh. Taking a long time, I said that feel this good. It's been different shades of grey under the stress. We took a quick trip to the keys to keep our cup half full. I got to hop in a truck, I got to clear my soul. Life can be all that if we take the time, cultivate today a sober state of mind. So we hit the gas at the cruise control head. I go, oh, 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 I feel a oh, cool. And down so long, say I want my time. I said, let's roll. Oh, oh, oh. I feel like so fine. One more time, I said, Let's ride. This door, city streets be my rhythm and flow. I said, Let's go, oh, 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 let's go, oh, 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 let's go for a ride. And we hit the city lights, said, Let's go, oh, 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 let's go, oh, 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 let's go for a ride, yeah. so long said what's one more time said let's roll i feel feeling so fine one more time said let's ride it's the city streets be my rhythm and flow I say let's go oh, 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 let's go oh, oh, oh. I feel good and down so long said oh, one more time I said let's
5: roll
6: i feel feeling so fine one more time I said let's Ride It's the city streets Be my real dumb and blow I said Let's go oh, 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 Let's go oh,
5: oh.
6: I said let's go for a ride And we hit the city lights I said let's go for a ride And we hit it all night And rock in the truck Till we feeling alright Oh yeah Oh yeah, I said let's go for a ride and we feel it alright I said let's go for a ride and we hit it alright And rockin' the truck till we feelin' alright Oh yeah oh yeah 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 track brings me hope Another life awaits Keep staying my course Keep driving the train When I go off the rails and I always come back It's only five Steel track brings me hope, brings me hope. stays the same. So I walked up those three brick steps and out of the pouring rain, I need to feel this feeling once again it lives on in my brain. It's me home.
0: 561 Music is brought to you by Handlebars Bar & Grill. It's a biker bar in Sequester, and if you're driving up US 1, you come across it on the right-hand side. It's a, a little bar there. It's bright yellow. You can't miss it with the handlebars on, on the sign. And it has a long and storied history. It's been there. It used to be called Judy's, um, and it was run by its guy Victor, who sadly passed this year, R.I.P. Victor, and uh, then my father-in-law took it over, and he's doing a great job up there. There is a bike night every second Thursday of the month, and there is a jam every fourth Sunday of the month. If you're interested in that kind of thing, it's just an all-inclusive, any any kind of music, any style, any ability type of a jam. And there's great beers on tap, and they're wonderful food. Burnsy the chef does, does a fantastic job. Um, if you're interested in classic cars or classic bikes, there's always that kind of stuff hanging around there. It attracts that sort of a crowd because it's called Handlebars Bar and Grill, so it makes sense. And um, yeah, you should come swing by. It's uh, it's definitely a local spot and has a lot of character. And there's people who have been going there for decades and decades. It's one of those places that's um, a part of the furniture in Sequester and you should definitely come check it out. I um, booked the music for the place and love doing it. And um, I was a part of helping set the place up. And um, I'm a huge fan. And you should anyone who is interested in biker bars, or even if you've just never been to one and you're curious about what a biker bar is about, you should go and check out Handlebars Bar and Grill. We are also sponsored by Oasis Route, now Oasis Root Carver Bar is in Sea Grape Square on Indian Town Road. And it is a carver bar. If you don't know anything about carver, it's a Polynesian root that you grind up and you mix with water. And it has been in Polynesia for potentially thousands of years. It's a it's an old thing that um they used for kind of ceremonial and also um sort of ledger purposes. It it's meant to be something where you know that brings people together. Um, you will take a, a shell of carver and chink them together and say bula and have it together like that. It's meant to be something to bring people together. It's, uh has a kind of an effect, which is, I guess, a kind of a slightly warming effect. Uh, it just kind of makes you feel a, a, a nice. It's not particularly intoxicating. It's not like drinking alcohol. So the atmosphere in a carver bar is sort of like um, a cross between a regular bar and uh, a coffee house it's pretty chill in there um you get all sorts of different types of carver bars some of them are more like a club you know there's sort of like black light and edm playing and some of them are more like a cafe this is one of the cafe type of ones it's it's super chill in there if you're looking for somewhere to i don't know maybe go and do some work on your laptop or go and have a chat with friends it's perfect for that kind of thing there's a foosball table in there if that's your jam or baby foot as they call it in france and uh yeah, Jim, the owner, is a really cool guy, and he has very kindly sponsored our podcast. So thank you very, very much for that, Jim. They also do a poker night in there, all sorts of things going on at Oasis Root Carver Bar. 561 Music is sponsored by Live Music Community. It's where we film the podcast that you're listening to right now, and it's also where I work. Gavin, Hector's son, was a student here for a long time, and in many ways he's the musician he is today because of the teachers at Live Music Community. We taught him not only about his instrument, but also about being in a band, and his band Unemployed Youth accomplished a lot of goals, mostly band etiquette, how to work together, and all of the nitty-gritty that goes into being in a band on a day-to-day basis. The student signs up for lessons, learns their instrument, joins a real band, and decides the direction it goes in, and we can take people from very young age you know six or seven years old all the way up to 80 you know there's no age limit here um we've run an adult program for people who want to be in a band as adults but really the main focus is on the on the kids and getting them playing together and in bands um we are also a studio a live stream venue and can, we can record audio or video the killbillies live album warts and all was recorded here It was recorded during a live stream that we did during COVID. Justin had a great idea to record live streams during COVID. A ton of bands came in and it was a real success. Um, But outside of that, we can record albums. We can help you with your EPK. And we have full audio visual capabilities here. LMC is in Palm Beach Gardens on the northwest corner of Military Trail and North Lake Boulevard. It's north of the gas station right before you get to North Lake on Military Trail. And if you go to livemusiccommunity.com, you have all the information you'll need right there. Thanks. So seeing as we've been talking about um, Live Music Community, which is where we are sitting right now, um, do you have any advice for upcoming musicians, guys, for any chance?
4: I would say, and I just, I've learned this recently in uh, music and following music, um, whatever you, whatever your goal in your mind is musically just go after it um, just you know like we've we've had great opportunities just for just not you know just going after it you know if we want to we decide we want to do X execute the plan the best you can you know uh, yeah. make connections go out and see you know go out and see bands you like network with musicians we talked about earlier how, yeah. how amazing the music community is Um just you know, just stick, you know, stick to a goal. Go after Go after what you're hungry for. Just do it. Yeah. yeah. It ain't going to happen if you don't do it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what James always says is, uh, the difference between, um, like musicians and people who, who aren't musicians is musicians is still doing it. You know, they're just, you're just doing it still. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. pretty much as simple as that. Mm-hmm. You just got to
2: do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really what it is, is that just to execute and, um, don't, and just be open to when new things come and they are going to come, they're going to serve as a benefit most of the time. Sometimes they disrupt, but go with the flow. Go with, you know, yeah. roll with the punches. That's one thing. Don't be, you know, um, the the guy who's just harping on something that is long gone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, that's small stuff, in other words. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah excellent. Know,
2: know when the song is over and move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, And I say never stop learning. Like yeah. always just kind of keep an open ear for inspiration and Yeah. You know, and no matter what style it is, it may be something you don't listen to often, but you can take elements and, you know, hear things from there and kind of, you know, use on your own and use in the
0: band and Yeah, you know, it keeps you fresh. That's it, it, yeah. ever since um ever, ever since I sort of stopped drinking in twenty twenty, in tw- the end of twenty nineteen, I've been sort of um been pushing myself to discover m- different musical things and and to uh, be practicing and stuff and this whole hurdy gurdy adventure I can't tell you how happy it's made me that i have this hurdy-gurdy teacher on zoom and i'm learning more and stuff you know just that keeping it fresh like that is really important
5: you know? oh, yeah, for oh, sure
0: yeah. i love it
1: i mean i don't listen to i or i i never did before i never listened to like the the killbilly style of music the folk stuff and everything i i never listened to that any of that stuff and if you would have told me you know three years ago that i was going to be in killbillies and playing you know three four nights a week or whatever it was i would have told you you're nuts um yeah but you know, but here we are, and I'm playing upright bass, which
3: I never played until <laughs> I got to
1: Kill Billies, you know. So it's yeah, it's been yeah, yeah, like you said,
3: Very man. Welcome, always right. learn
2: something new. Always be open right. to it. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. And you I'm lo- know. and I'm loving it right yeah, You, you know? never know when it's going to hit you. Yeah. I think our first group, he was playing piano, and yeah. and it just wasn't until he got on the bass that it it clicked. Yeah, you know? yeah, really yeah.
0: Just, yeah. Keep at it and keep trying new stuff. Absolutely. Um, so you guys uh, played a, a couple of songs there. Could you uh, tell us a little bit about the Songs that you played
2: sure, uh we did I feel good it's our first single uh it was released early december um and it's it's just I wanted to do an upbeat you know upbeat song that people can dance to yeah right when it on. comes down to it um keep it keep it light uh really the the content actually was about um is about covid really not really about COVID, but about like uh just what you miss you know i miss the sea i miss the sunshine i miss people i miss the that type of thing and and right. so um when yeah basically that's about it yeah yeah, yeah. cool <laughs> and then there was that oh one. and then the second one is yeah. uh, uh steel tracks it's an older track that him and i wrote together in, back in 2016 i'd say yeah uh, that was and, lovely yeah thank nobody's you nobody's could cover that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please do please do. Yeah. busting out the harmonica <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i've gone through a few iterations but that one um it's just about like a. Uh, I would say it's about someone who, uh, like a, I would say a homeless man who's on a train. Just let's just a, call it that. Yeah. <laughs>
5: okay, a wandering nomad. Wandering <laughs> nomad. Yeah. Gotcha.
4: Perfect song for you guys. Yeah.
5: yeah, yeah.
0: The wise homeless man is is a is a very, uh, it, it's a it, it's a n- a solid musical trope, you know, it's yeah, definitely movies, yeah. a good one, though. Has this m- like Mr. Wendell, stuff like that. yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> <Little> kids, <laughs> yeah. One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, we got um some pictures of, of your kit, don't we? Why don't we take a look at that? Oh, yeah, sure,
5: yeah, uh,
4: maybe,
0: maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Justin's on the phone. Sorry, guys, I had a problem.
4: No, that's all right.
1: That's all right. I'll, yeah, I'll cu-
4: I'll just yeah, I'll just I was going to say I didn't mention then uh just musical stuff. Um I uh I played I played a snare drum a, a bagpipe and drum corps for like 3 years. That was like the coolest. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was uh it was like a well, we can f- talk about it, but it was like a it was like a full circle thing when I was uh, like 17, my dad had a lot I found my dad, he was a bass player and a singer and I had a lot, a lot of connections around town and he knew I loved to play drums, so he pulled some strings and got me an audition for the Pittsburgh Police Pipe and Drum Corps. Like they rarely let non-police in, and I blew it because I was seventeen. I was probably an ass, and right, you know, chasing girls and whatever, doing would weed, whatever, just dumb seventeen-year-old shit. And I blew yeah. it. And I knew he was disappointed. And then, like, shit, like six or seven years ago, I was at this big bonfire and they had the surprise pipe and drum like I'm getting like a surprise <laughs> pipe and drum thing and just like pixie dust fell out of the heavens I'm like now's my chance to make oh, it wow. right That's was, awesome. that was the coolest probably <clears throat> my best musical story just my, my oh, right. I love that but that was uh, like it was just cool and neat and I joined up and luckily I knew how to read music and I yeah. just whoosh, it was fun yeah, that's dumb. awesome, man. All right, so you might have
1: to a little editing. To do. Yeah, I'll just cut out. I'll just cut out that section. <laughs> yeah, just uh, if you want yeah, to, just, just put it up
4: there right now. Put yeah. it up now. And go up and just, it's like the last two minutes before.
1: Whatever, I like it. It. it's fine. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll cut it out. Cool. Are you gonna um, talk to them about the uh, drugs and alcohol and that? Oh yeah,
5: I'll, yeah. I'll do, do that practice. after this. Yeah. You guys have drugs and alcohol. Okay, all all the time. <laughs> all so. the
0: time.
4: All right, let's do it.
0: So this is your drum kit. Um, can you tell us a little bit about it, mate?
4: So, so yeah, that's I call that like my hybrid, uh, my hybrid kit. So um, before I met these guys uh, in pre-COVID, I was in a, um, I was a percussionist in an acoustic trio. We played about three and a half years, um, and the main kit that I had for that setup was, uh, you see the cajon there with the seat cushion, yeah. and a djembe. That was that was my, and you saw the brushes for my. Cajon earlier so that was my that was my primary percussion and then we started doing some little bigger gigs and um, the guys in the band asked me about uh, you know can you like incorporate like a kick in the snare and maybe a hi-hat just to open up a little bit with the music because they were doing a lot of classic rock and stuff so um, so I've I've, I went through a couple iterations I found a uh, like a reverse Cajon kick pedal that I don't have to use my heel for it's just like a standard feels like a standard kick pedal Yeah just runs backwards and hits the front of the cajon and um i'm not sure what snare that is it might be my slingling snare and i actually had a, 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 a mahogany snare made that matches my um slingling kit i talked about earlier you had it made that's awesome yeah i yeah. had a it's, it's a deep it's a it's like a like a 14 by 7 yeah, with uh mahogany shell and maple hoops it's it's pretty that oh, sounds lovely. Yeah. I
0: just got a giant fourteen by eight maple light snare, and it's. it's, it's it, I just love big snares. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah,
4: cool. you would dig it. So, yeah. and also the other thing I wanted, I wanted everything to fit on my cart for one trip, which is yeah. essential. I learned that too early on. Mm-hmm. So it's just. Um, so I got the the kick, the Cajon kick set up there. I got a, I think, the hi hat there. Um, um, got a little splash cymbal there. I got a um, uh, mm-hmm. zildjian uptown ride. It's like an acoustic ride. It's not too, too um, loud. And then on the top of the picture, I also had a, um, because of the, some of the reggae stuff we're doing, I had a mahogany timbali made. Nice. Um, again, with the mahogany shell and a uh, maple hoop for that classic, you know, ringy, cracky. Ring, yeah. Anything, yeah, that. And and that's it, yeah. And um, it all fits on one cart. And nice. So for the, it's the, another,
1: the cajon kick though, I'm sorry, are, are, are you, how are like you're sitting on it right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so are you do you have a pedal that goes backwards on it it's or reverse yeah. yeah and it's okay. got a, it's got a
4: like a, it's got a, um an extension arm so it's in a natural seated kick position but when you push when you push down the pedal the, the beater swings the other way and then that's uh it's kind of a modified set that's closer to what i that's the uh the kick and snare um a hi hat and then the, a hand drum the djembe. that uh,
2: these allow us to play kind of different gigs, sm- kind of smaller yeah. and more intimate, you know, and yeah. then we'll bust out the big kid for our shows. Yeah, it's you know? like some and of the stuff. some
4: of the, um, the hotel you know, poolside, right. the really cool poolside stuff that's acoustic, but just uh, yeah. Cajon and Jemby like, aren't enough because it's a b- open, big open right. space. I
0: mean, uh, it makes me wonder to myself, like, maybe that sort of the break that you took of music, when you came back at it you really came back at it with a vengeance, you yes, know, like, yeah. like just had this kind of um, fresh outlook on it, you know. That's such an unusual kit
4: in such a good way. I and, love you know. this. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I love and this, the cool Matt. part is you can do it. It's very flexible. Um, the other part I like it's uh it's an eye. It's an I don't know am not for the attention, but it's a, it's an eye grabber. Especially yeah, musical sure. people will yeah. walk by or like they'll see me playing and they will hear the kick and they'll walk by and they go like this. And
2: that kick sounds like an eight oh eight too when you might yeah, the cajon, yeah. you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and um, Deep. yeah, and yeah, I'm, the I'm and the I'm hand drum. That. Um, and he puts his floor tom sometimes uh on the other
4: side. Yeah, to get a, a little more yeah. low, low end. Like push the threshold of the uh the the hybrid kit, I uh, the the matching floor tom with them. I got all maple hoops for my uh Slingerland. I'll yeah, tell you, oh,
1: we get people through here all the time and then we you know we ask them the same question, you know, and, and some people show us gear and some people don't always have gear to show, but um for the most part, you know, people will show us oh, I have this cool guitar, or I've had this, and my dad gave me this, you know, that kind of thing, or these these cool pedals, or, you know, this cool bass guitar, whatever. I have, I mean, maybe a couple of times we've had drummers show us drums, but, like, that's
0: really unique. Like, yeah. Like, that's really neat. It's, yeah. a, it's a really cool kit, and I, I yeah. love those kind of interesting <clears throat> setups like that. Got a, a sort of a small verging on cocktail kit Mm -hmm. myself and i just think yes just a fun way to approach the drums for sure no doubt about it um so uh the next thing i was going to ask is how do you approach the whole kind of hornet's nest of drugs and alcohol when it comes to playing gigs and and and, um and do do you have any kind of thoughts in that
2: on you know in that sort of arena yeah um well Personally, I stopped drinking about 14 months ago and, and, uh, Congratulations. That, Congratulations. Appreciate that, and since then that really, if I was still drinking, I wouldn't have been able to do what we're doing right now yeah. For sure, at yeah. the, at the level I'd say that I want to be and that we want to be. Um, and that was a conscious choice. We had one not so good gig yeah. and then I just was, uh, you know, I come from a big drinking family back yeah. up Northeast and, uh. You know irish catholic and just really sure. it was a it was a way of life and only now do i see that it was very unhealthy it's preaching to the, <laughs> to the choir yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and uh and then actually matt really stopped drinking for two years before and i saw that it can be done and i saw yeah. that um you know uh i don't even really think about it anymore and yeah. i go and i play in bars and clubs and and it's it's actually a beautiful thing to uh, disassociate the alcohol with the drink with the playing, yeah. with the music. It's, yeah,
3: it's a different like mindset change going into a bar because you're going in there for music and yeah. you know, playing. Exactly. It. You're not just going to get yeah, drunk and whatever. Totally, you know, it
0: can so. be done. And I know that mm-hmm. like you know with with you know the secret society and all that kind of stuff. They they will sort of talk about you know how it's like quite dangerous. They're, People would be like, "Oh, it can be done," but you know, you're sort of walking a, a tightrope trying to do that. But actually, I found that largely due to the fact that I have very supportive friends who, who who've been great, and and the fact that just the kind of bottom I had was like, I can't go back there. It's so so. I definitely made the decision, you know. Yeah. since the decision was made, it's just it actually hasn't been that hard to not drink in bars, you know. That once the decision is made like
2: yeah. and then you move on with life. Yeah, yeah. I'll
1: I'll tell you, you know, when I joined Killbillies, um Ben Ben was already sober for half a year maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um and so uh you know, James and I still drink, but we don't drink at the gigs. Um we don't drink around Ben, we don't drink around the gigs. And that was that was a conscious decision we made for ourselves out of respect for Ben. It wasn't Ben asking us to do it or anything like that.
5: Yeah.
1: Um and um and we just did it. We just wanted to be supportive and you know, you know, it didn't seem it didn't seem like something that we wanted to do We didn't want to be sitting there pounding beers back in front of a bank going ha huh, you can't have any you know that kind of thing So so we didn't um, and but plus I
0: your drinking habits, are a very mild
1: very, very mild very mild, and they've gotten way more mild since I've joined killbillies because I only really drank if I went out and so um, I you know you know, call it what you will. I mean, you know, there's different levels of alcoholism, like you know, and I guess to a degree, you could call it that if you want to call it that. But, um, you know, there, there, I I had fooled myself into thinking like oh, I'm really nervous. I need a beer to take the edge off before I get on. Yeah. And I never I never got like you know completely wasted or anything like that. I was never like that. But I had fooled myself into thinking that I had to do that every time. And when I made that conscious decision – and again, I do still drink. I drink socially with my wife you know, at home if we have a party or something like yeah. that. I'll drink it all. I, I might have a beer occasionally at a dinner or something like that. Um, I just don't drink at gigs. And um, – but, you know, those first two times, I was like, oh, my God, how am I going to get up on the stage? And I'm sweating bullets, and I'm so nervous. And then after about four or five times, I'm like, you know, this is really stupid. I didn't really need that beer to, you know, it wasn't, <laughs> yeah. I didn't really need that beer to play the music. I mean, I do it four times a week for three years, and I haven't died yet, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, sure. But, yeah, it's it's funny how your mind plays that, that trick on you that, you know, that you need it, but you don't. You know? Yeah. And I, to
2: see the people around in this scene, like, most like a lot of them are sober, and I yeah. I didn't know that looking on the yeah. outside, yeah. and it is only
0: seems like most of the people
2: who are doing a lot effectively are are yeah, and I wouldn't have been able to be able to be at a level right now that yeah. with with that in the mix for me personally. it's it's these guys drink and they ha- and they do a really great job, and that's it yeah, is what yeah. it is, and yeah. you know, yeah.
5: but
1: that's the thing, like you know, there's there's a certain there's a certain association with drinking a musician that is there's an expectation almost from from the outside right. um from the outside view you know I, I you know occasionally someone will either buy us a drink and bring it to us which really gets awkward um or yeah, or, says, like or, once a yeah, week. or says or oh. says you know can we buy you a drink or whatever and when we say no they look at us like we have four heads all of a sudden they're like what you don't what you,
5: Mm, no, yeah. not even one. no nothing yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. no man we <laughs> if don't You drink. say
2: club soda the look of defeat on their in their eyes
5: yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah.
1: and we don't get into the whole like you know oh well ben's over and then we don't drink right. we just say we don't drink that, yeah, that, that's yeah. just the easy one we don't drink and uh but they look at you like you're
0: crazy <laughs> i know yeah <laughs> that, it, that i'd say that out of everything that is the most awkward thing, and it's not even that awkward, so but, you know, it's fine. But I do yeah.
1: have a public service announcement for anybody listening to the podcast. If you walk up to a musician or a band, and there's three, four, five of these guys in the band, or females, and you ask them if you can buy them a drink, and they say they don't drink, drop a 10 Or a 20 into their tip jar? How about a nice tip? Listen, you were about to drop 50 bucks on drinks. I'm saying. Could you throw a 10 into the tip jar? Most of them say, oh, okay, and then walk away. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> I,
0: I know it, man. So that's
1: my PSA for today. If you're not going to buy a band to drink, throw some money at them. please. This should
0: be a sign up in the bars for that, you know. <laughs> we I've...
1: don't drink, but we take tips. Yeah.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. I love that, Hector. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So what, what have you guys got coming up? What's in, what's in the future for the buck stops here? Uh, so the 28th, we're
2: at Two Georges nice um, My, yeah. I know
0: that place. that's but a b- fun
2: spot before that uh, tomorrow I am uh, at the Northwood Arts and Music Warehouse oh yeah uh, nice. yes. oh with Dominic Dominic singer yeah. yes. songwriter yeah we're doing a singer songwriter night uh, come nice. on out um, it'll be when this airs it'll be over but, Andy, yeah. Andy Stryan.: I believe Stryon
1: I believe so not not, I always mess up true. her life she's styron sh- she's gonna hate me now <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna unfriend me on Facebook it's like the kiss of death for me um, be all right she's um lovely. there's there's a few people we've had on here that are gonna be playing tomorrow I think everybody that now now yeah, that you you've had, been on here, had one. A lot on that I think list, you were yeah. the only one that oh, was really? that hadn't been on here. I think okay. everyone else on the lineup is, is... Oh, fuck
5: yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Look at you. Right. So, Come on out. Support. So that's actually yeah. a
1: 561 music-sanctioned event. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Ricky. We're taking it. We're taking it. <laughs>
0: Come up to it real quick there. Yeah, not very nice. Um... So we're playing the. We Lake- have a
1: busy ass
0: weekend. Playing the Lake Worth Beach Bonfire on, on fr- Friday. Friday.
4: Let nice. me ask you about that. And I haven't. I saw the first. I, 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 I saw the first uh, post of that. And I, the first thing I thought was, "Man, what a fantastic idea!" How have those events been? Because I haven't. Oh, you know, this I will be I, our first one for that. Don't get to Lake Worth much. Yeah,
1: this will be our first one. So I mentioned earlier, I'm an artist. so I've been doing um, the Lake Worth Street so, Painting Festival, oh, this, the chalk festival. Oh, nice! <gasps> I've been doing that for. Twenty six years, twenty seven years, however long the festival has been around, That's I've been doing really it that cool. long, and um, they've
4: got live music there too, right?
1: Yeah, and so the um, and so the festival just changed hands from the nonprofit that was running it. Um, to the city, and this, this last February was the first one that the city did, and so I made the connection with the city people and um, she really loved our art and stuff, and we talked a lot about the art and everything and um, and uh, Marianne Weber, the lady who used to run the nonprofit uh, or runs the nonprofit that used to run the festival, um, had made the connection with us in the city and everything and so um, at that point, since I had made the connection with the city, I said, "Hey, the city has some events, and I also have a band, and so that 's how we got hooked in with that. Um, and so, yeah, trying oh, to use my, that's use my how, connections. Man.
4: That's how but, stuff works a lot. Like but, that, I, yeah, but I
1: haven't. I, I've heard from people that have played it. I think I want to say Spread the Dub played it at one point mm-hmm. or something last, like maybe November or something. There's been a few bands that I know that have played it that have said it's been pretty good. Yeah. Um, I've seen photos online where it seems like it's pretty Pretty back- packed beach. Um, yeah. My understanding cool.
4: is great concept for sure. The,
1: yeah, the, the building that's right up on the beach there. They call it the, it's the Lake Worth Casino, I guess they call it. Yeah. It's got mm-hmm. all the shops and everything. There's some sort of awning or something that you set up. Now you do have to bring all your own gear, your own lights, your own PA. You have to run all the thing yourself. There's no, there's nothing provided. Right. Um, but my understanding is you play there facing the beach, and then they build a big bonfire on the beach, and everybody's hanging out on the beach and watching oh, you guys. Awesome. I, I love a bonfire. So, I can't yeah. wait. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this Very is cool. yeah. This yeah. will be Friday night. And then Saturday, uh, Ben and James are doing a duo at uh, group of, Square Grouper or yeah, Jupiter. I love it. From 3-6. And then Saturday night, like almost on the heels of that, we're playing yeah. a, a private event at Rybovich Marina. Yeah. Yeah. That'll cool. be fun. Yeah. And then, Hang uh, out and be
0: swanky. Yeah. And then
1: <laughs> Sunday morning, we're getting up bright and early, and we're going to the Gardens Green Market. Yeah. plan that. So, yeah, we got a lot, a lot of stuff going on That's this weekend. weekend. Yeah, is.
0: absolutely. Yeah. And it's all interesting stuff that we don't do that often, so it'll yeah. be fun.
1: I'm pretty proud of it because I, I probably year a little over a year ago started like every now and then using some of my old contacts or new contacts that I've made through the podcast and through other musicians and you know would occasionally book something and Ben's generally the one who books he deals with the the booking agents and everything and so occasionally I would book yeah, something and
0: that, that's just bit out of d- d- default there's no reason why <coughs> yeah be. yeah just yeah and so like I that.
1: just I just every once in a while now that I've, you know we've got the Google Calendar going and everything every now and then I would I would. Come across something, I'd be like, "Hey, we should try to book ourselves here," and then I would just do it. We'd see, we'd have an open date, and I would just do it. But uh, I was, I was realizing this week that uh our three out of the four gigs this weekend are full band weekends, and. All three of those i booked so i was nice. pretty yeah, 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 i was pretty man. proud of that good.
5: Oh, man. i was pretty proud of that Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. i'm proud of you f- proud
2: it's, it's and awesome. they're all
1: really good fun gigs too man yeah it's totally gonna be a fun weekend have like a
2: spread right there you got the private you got the duo we do. you yeah. got the full band yeah yeah, it's pretty exactly. good. yeah
1: no it's a good it's a good weekend the man.
0: green market is so fun it i'm is. really not a morning person but I can handle that, like the green market. Just because it's such a good vibe, it's so vibe fun sure. and chill
1: yeah. and everything. Yeah, it's good. It's a good. It's a good one to have.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess that that's basically it. Why don't you uh, get, sort of say the stuff that needs saying?
1: <laughs> yeah, five um, six uh, one music dot com is uh, where you get all the links. There's links to. Um, to all of the podcasts, the YouTube page. Um, there's links to sponsor the podcast. There's links to just send us money because you love us and we look great on camera. <laughs> um, there's uh, uh, obviously all the podcast links themselves. All have links to the bands. You can go back. This is this is episode eighty eight, eighty nine, something like that. We're we're creeping up on hundred here, which is getting really close. Yeah. So we, uh, uh, you know, all that stuff is right there. Um, all our social medias are at five six one music podcast. And um, as always, like and subscribe. The sooner we get uh, we get all the subscribers that we need on YouTube and uh, and I think we have to have like X number of hours watched on YouTube or something like that. Yeah. Once we get all that, we can yeah. monetize it. Um, that makes it a little bit easier for us to do what we do because this does cost us money. Um, it costs Ben and I money and um, we don't really make money off <laughs> of this. The sponsors right. we yeah. have essentially just cover the cost. Um, as you guys know, we did the uh, 561 Music Festival last year on the – one year anniversary roughly of the podcast um to our our uh, i'm not going to say surprise but uh but we were very very pleased with the outcome um it was it was uh, amazing the support we had the bands were incredible the crowds were incredible the place was packed it was at matthews brewing in lake worth we had two stages going there was never a moment where there was no music and it was incredible um place was packed from morning until night you know standing room only uh, I, I couldn't say enough good things about it i walked away from there with a huge grin on my face it was just an yeah. amazing festival um so we decided we're going to do it again so april 1st of uh, of this year coming up we are going to do the festival again um we are going to have probably i think we're, we're going to stick to the same format i think we're going to do about yeah. 20 about 20 bands again, but 20 artists.
5: The, the
0: only difference being that the, uh, smaller stage is going to m- maybe have slightly bigger, like, yeah, bigger instead bands. of
1: doing last year, we did uh full bands <laughs> on the main stage and acoustic acts like singles and duos on the, on the smaller stage. I think what we're going to do this year is uh, there may be a couple of acoustic acts here and there, but for the most part, it's just going to be bigger bands on the big stage and smaller bands that we can fit on the smaller stage, right. but it'll still be, you know, full production with, with, uh, you know, um, Pa and everything. Yeah, you know, exactly. Not, not just uh, not just an acoustic or something. Um, but yeah, uh, look for that soon. Um, hopefully, we're gonna we're gonna nail down the bands here soon.
0: Yeah, Hector and I are gonna bump heads in the next couple of days. We, we both have our favorites, units.
1: and we just need to bump heads and, and decide what uh, you know who wins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who who gets their choices on there? But uh, look for that coming really soon. There's a lot of really cool stuff that we're talking about planning for it. Um, if you would like to sponsor the festival, please, please, please reach out to us. We absolutely cannot do this without sponsors. It costs us a lot. Lot of money to do this. Um, Matthews Brewing is very graciously, as they were last year, um, uh, uh, giving us the venue, um, basically giving us the venue and allowing us to do it there. Um, there's a lot of things that they're they're giving us in support of the festival, but we still need volunteers. Yeah. We need security uh, personnel. We're gonna um, we have to pay the bands. We have to pay the bands. It's it's not a cheap thing to do. So if if you uh, if you'd like to sponsor the festival reach out to us come to our uh, uh, website 561 music com um, just send us an email uh, at, uh, it's 561 podcast at gmail.com just reach out to us if you have a business and you want to support we have different tiers um, you know, we have tiers for those of you that just have pockets full of money and you really want to support the festival. And we have tears for you that um, you just want to get your business name out there and it's not going to break the bank. I promise yep. you that. Um, and, and again, we do need volunteers. If you're interested, please reach out to us. We need lots of volunteers because uh, – we uh, we really had to uh, pull every favor and every family member and everything. We I had my kids out there working last year. Yeah. Which was preposterous. <laughs> my but, mom and but dad are coming to visit on April first. And, and they, have a and funny they don't, they'll be in, like, they don't know it, but they're gonna be working. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna be working. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean, we need security people. We need volunteers. We need people at the doors taking tickets. We need um, you know, just just a lot of stuff. And All we're gonna do stuff, yeah. yeah. And we're gonna do a lot of a lot of extra little things. There's a few little extra stuff um, right about that time um i i haven't figured it out exactly but the logistics and everything but right about that time somewhere i think it's the week before the week after somewhere right in that ballpark is our 100th episode yeah so we're also going to be filming some stuff at the festival a little bit of the bands playing a little bit of like interviews backstage kind of stuff like that um that we're going to create a hundredth episode with Mm -hmm. so Um, So there's going to be a lot going on and we really need the support of the community on this one. So um, we would really appreciate uh, anybody that's got some time and wants to come out. you know, reach out to us. Let's uh, let's make this thing happen. Last yeah. year was a huge success. I want to see this year be bigger, better, and amazing. I want, I want all the neighboring counties to know that five six one music means business. Yeah, you know? man. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hector Diaz spitting some truths. That's right. Some That's home right. truths.
1: That's right, man. Five six one music has a music scene, and we want it to be want it to be noticed. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, for sure.
0: Thank you so much for coming, guys. Thank you so much for having us. It's been been a pleasure. You guys are
1: awesome. Yeah, yeah. thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you, Ricky, for recommending them. Ricky. (laughs) Yeah, thanks, Ricky. (laughs) Ricky.